0: Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Hello and welcome to another episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes. Today we are talking three ways to lower anxiety in an organization that's going through change. If you didn't already listen to episode 17 and that one I was talking about organizational change hangover and how so many of the leaders I speak to, and uh, for that matter, friends, acquaintances, people I meet around, they're suffering from change hangover because organizational change is constant, it's continuous, it's relentless, it's happening all the time. Teams, departments, whole organizations are changing shapes and there is a tremendous amount of unknown and some people lose their job, some people keep their job, some people are in limbo for ages. And it doesn't really matter which category you're in because even when you get to keep the job, it's highly anxiety provoking. And so episode 17 was very much about the impact on the individual. But today I want to talk to you about what you can do to lower anxiety more widely in an organization. Because if you're one of the leaders that is working with a team a department, a whole organization that's going through change, one of the most important things you need to do through this organizational change process is to lower the anxiety. When people are anxious, they don't concentrate well, they don't do the things that they need to do. It impacts their sleep and their well-being. It creates all kinds of problems and they also feel less passionate and less loyal. So... How can you actually lower the anxiety in your organization? Let's take a breath and dive in. So as a leader in an organization, there's definitely things you can do to help everyone feel calmer and better through the organizational change process because the process of change is anxiety-provoking because it's full of unknown. And work, as I've talked about many times, isn't just work to us. It matters to our identity, to us being able to pay the bills, to who we are. It's where we give the most of our best hours. There's so many reasons why work isn't just work. And so... You need to help people feel better in this process. So this is not about pretending everything is rosy red. This is not about saying, oh, it's going to be fine or I'll promise you, you'll have a job. We'll look after you. I don't want you to do any pretending. We're talking about a human-friendly approach to leadership and telling people lies, that's not human-friendly. So let me share the three ways that you can lower anxiety in your organization. And the first way is best explained with a story. I don't know if you were in London in 2005 in July, but I was living in London. I was living in West London and I took the tube every day because I worked uh, at Old Street, so in East London. And um, on 7th of July... 2005, I went to work and got in and there was mayhem. I can't remember how we started finding out, but I remember going downstairs to some other people working in this building that we had never talked to before because they had TV screens because this is when there was the really upsetting, devastating London bombings where three tubes and a bus was bombed. And so we were all incredibly shaken and shocked and there were all kinds of rumours going on about what was going on. In the end, at some point during the day, we figured out that we had to go home, but of course, no transport existed. That day, everything was suspended. So I walked with uh, some other colleagues from East to West London and we just walked through the whole of London. And the next day... As you do, if you have been somewhere that has experienced terror, most of us, if it doesn't hit us personally, it doesn't hit anyone close to us, we get up and we think, well, I've got to get on with it. So I was going to work. And how do you get from West London to East London? Pretty much only by tube. So I got on the tube and I was sitting there and the tube, I don't know what station we're at, but anyway, at some point it stops. The light goes out. Everyone's holding their breath. Nothing happens. I mean, it felt like forever. I don't know whether it was just 60 seconds, but it felt like a really, really long time. Then the light comes on, and the tube starts moving again, and everyone looks at each other suddenly, and they're smiling and sighing a big breath of relief. And in that moment of silence, it was there was nothing. No one said anything. There were no announcements. Then some years later, I don't quite remember when it happened. I mean, I took the tube every day, but at some point something shifted. Someone at the London Underground must have, uh, or Transport for London must have been designing some training because what started happening every time the tube, the Underground stopped anywhere... The driver would come on the loudspeaker and say, I'm sorry, we've stopped at a red light. We'll get going as soon as we can. Or, I'm sorry, we've stopped at a red light. We'll hopefully be on the move again soon. I'll let you know when I know more. That was pretty much it. What's the driver saying? Not much. Really, I have no information. I'll share if I have or maybe we'll just get moving again. So how does this link to organizational change? Well, most of the people I coach when I say, well, you have to help lower anxiety and you have to communicate. They say to me, but it's confidential information. I can't share it. And I know you can't share it. But look at the driver. The driver isn't giving any information. What is he really saying? The most important thing and the thing he's really saying is I am here someone's here you're not alone we're taking care of it we're looking after it we're trying to figure it out you matter I am here we're here that is the most important thing you can say to people during an organizational change process because one of the big questions there's four questions maybe I'll do a podcast about the four questions another time but there are four questions people ask themselves when they're going through an organizational change process. And one of them is, is do I matter? Does anyone care about me? Is it safe here? You know, that's what people are asking. And so by you reminding people that yes, we are here and yes, we're working on it. And we'll tell you more information as soon as we can. It calms them. It doesn't flip them to be happy, chappy, cheerful beings, but that would be weird in the middle of the process you're in. But it calms everyone to be told when you're at the red light, I am here, I'm working on it, we care, you matter, and we'll get it working as soon as we can. And so how often do you need to do this for your people? Well, how often do you think the tube drivers do it? <laughs> if you take the central line, which is the red line for those of you that don't live in London. If you take that from east to west and the the tube stops ten times at red lights through that process, do you think he only says it once? No. The driver, he or she will say it every single time they stop at a red light. So you've got to do the same in your organization. Every time there is a new question, a new sort of red light, a pause, uh an unknown period, you've got to tell people, you matter, we're working on it, we'll share as soon as we can. We are here and we're taking care of it. It might not sound like much and you might think, well, that's a very unfulfilling piece of advice to give. It's a very unfulfilling message to pass on. But people get it. We all know there's stuff that's confidential. Silence and you sort of disappearing and I've been in an organization where that happened it was uh, on organizational scale relatively small change but my boss retreated and was silent for a period of time and sort of just became a bit distant that distance doesn't help because in the absence of you managing the story people make up their own stories There are always stories to be made up. And if you don't calm that anxiety by repeating, we're here, we care, people will make up stories and rumors and all kinds of things. The second thing is help people remember what the purpose is. Now, this requires you to know what's the purpose of all of this change. And it requires you to share the purpose in a way that makes sense. The amount of people that have said, you know what? I get that maybe I have to lose a job or we can't all keep one or the organization has to change shape or become leaner. That's okay. But the strategy, the reasons makes no sense At all. If you can describe a why, a purpose, a reason behind this painful thing that's going on in an organization that makes sense to people, it is much easier for everyone to digest. And again, don't wait till the end. You have to bring people along on the journey. Because while you're creating this organizational change and you're distant and there's a vacuum of lack of information... People are getting filled up with all the symptoms of the organizational change hangover. They're basically getting less passionate, feeling less loyal to the organizations, wondering what's the point, sleeping, sleeping much less and much uh, less quality in terms of their sleep and their relationships are getting worse. And so you don't want to leave that vacuum. You want to share along the way. What's the purpose behind all of this? You know, keep coming back to what's this really about and acknowledge we might execute this clumsily, but here's what we're looking to do. You know, someone said to me, they're letting lots of people go. And you know what? When they're saying what they're trying to do, I go, not enough jobs are being cut. The changes we're making are not drastic enough. If this is what you're trying to do, it doesn't match the actions that you're taking. And so people are paying attention. They want to understand the rationale. It makes them feel a lot better when they have to go on to another job. If it makes sense to them why they had to leave. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to remember that you have to explain the why and also tell them what are the things I want you to focus on right now. Because what happens when people get anxious is they can't hold very much. It's very easy to get into overwhelm. And so keep it simple, simplify it. It's very grounding to hear the same message over and over again. And it's very grounding to keep being reminded about the why. And if you are sitting at the confidential table where you have access to information that most other people in an organization don't have, you might think, well, it's obvious, and we've heard this many times, but think about it. Have you sent one email and spoken about this at one town hall? You might have heard about this day in, day out in the last six months, and so you've had time to digest it and process it and go through all the roller coaster emotions that comes with the change. You've got to give other people more chance to experience their emotions, and you've got to communicate many more times than you think. The third and last way you can help the organization lower anxiety, help the people around you feel better and less anxious through this process is by starting with calming your own energy. As a leader and the higher up you are, the bigger the bigger your impact, the more people are looking towards you and are getting influenced by you. And consciously... As well as unconsciously, they're paying attention to how you walk through the building, to how you respond to emails, to the stories that other people are telling about you. They're noticing whether you are short fused, whether you are grounded, whether you seem frustrated. So, this is not about again being cheerleader happy and pretending that you're also happy and everything is fine. This is about being authentic and real, but it's also about you doing the inner work that it takes for you to manage whatever is coming up for you through this change process. Stuff will be coming up because change, particularly when it's unknown, particularly when it's because we aren't hitting the results the way we want to, it brings up fear, it brings up self-judgment, it brings up all kinds of things depending on our childhood, depending on our work history, depending on our culture. It brings up our stuff. And so I want you to breathe. I want you to breathe and ground yourself and think about what do I need to ground myself, to ground the monkey mind that's inside of me, to lower my own stress levels to breathe, to lean back and gain perspective. Because as a leader, you have responsibility to the whole, to a much bigger group than just you and one or two other people. And so to do that, you first have to ground yourself. So think for a moment, what do I need to calm myself, to ground, and to look after myself in this process, not just today, because the change process usually stretches over quite a while. And as I talked about, it's continuous, it keeps coming. So you need to figure out what do I need in the change process to be at my best and to make sure that when I show up, everyone feels a little bit calmer. So to recap, the three ways that you can lower anxiety in your organization. Number one, do you like the tube drivers? Communicate frequently and often when there's a pause, when there's an unknown and say, we are here, we care, we'll get back to you and we're looking after you in the best way we can. The second way is to make sure you're explaining the why behind it all. Keep Coming back to the reasons why and make sure it makes sense. And of course, make sure it's true. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but um, I guess maybe I do. Make sure it's a true, meaningful explanation for why we're all having to go through what we're going through. And third, make sure you are doing whatever it takes to calm your own energy. Make sure you lower whatever anxiety might come up for you, even if it's mild. Make sure you get grounded. And if you're now thinking that you'd like to learn more about organizational change hangover and how it might be impacting you or any of your team members, make sure you listen to episode 17 thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe or sign up on my mailing list, nominatan.com, so you don't miss another episode. And if the topic of organizational change and organizational change hangover is relevant to you, go to nominatan.com forward slash hangover, where I've got a free nine-step organizational change hangover cure. Quite a mouthful, huh? <laughs> uh, come completely for free just pop in your email address and it will be delivered straight to your inbox and as always now is a good time to breathe have a great day